When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, Travion Brooklyn running the board as usual. And in studio, we're joined by a whole bunch of people. But two in particular we're going to be talking to about the 15th annual Wildcats for No Stone Unturned. Former Cat, he's right now the offensive line coach at Alabama, Eric Wolford. And also in studio with us is former K-State baseball coach and also the former director of development at K-State and Mike Clark. Guys, welcome. It's great to be here. Coach Wolford, welcome back uh, to Manhattan. It's a little cooler up here than Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You know what? It's significantly cooler. I uh, got in town yesterday, and one of the guys I was staying with, he's like, it's really hot. I'm like, this is like a, a nice spring day right here in, in Alabama. So, But uh, we go back on Sunday, and I'll be back in that high humidity, I guess you'd say. Let's go ahead and touch on on the 15th annual Wildcats for No Stone Unturned. Uh, give us quickly you know, what the breakdown uh, of what's taking place this year? Well, uh, yesterday was – I mean, today was a big day. Uh, we had our first groundbreaking there. We took a bunch of pictures, had a bunch of our donors there. Uh, it's been a long time coming. And a lot of people have their hands on this thing. We have a great staff. We have a great team. We have a bunch of people out there that have stepped up to the plate and made this thing happen for us. And we're hoping to move into that facility in April. It's going to be 20,000 square feet. And that'll give us a chance to eliminate some of those kids off of that uh, waiting list that we've been trying to pound, you know, we want to get that thing uh, knocked down. And we we don't want any kids not have services when they need them. And you guys had a brown, uh, groundbreaking today, is that right? Yes. Coach Snyder was there and a bunch of our top donors, all of our board members, all of the people that work at the uh, facility right there at No Stone. So it's, it was a big day. And uh Special special time for us to see it finally come to fruition. Well, Coach Clark, how long have you been tied to No Stone Unturned? Well, actually, it's been only about a year and a half. Uh, it's an organization that I've been out to the golf tournament, played golf and, and all that, but never really uh, you know, knew more than it was a, it was a great organization. Uh, did not know about the building situation or anything, and Kelly Keogh was – talking to me. She went to school with my son, Casey, and we were talking about it. And, and I said, well, I'm getting ready to retire here in the next few years, be interested in helping, in, particularly in a project. I mean, this is a fantastic project. 
you know, when, you, when you're talking about a waiting list of over 300 kids in central Kansas needing some help, you know, whether it be major developmental situation or whether it be something as simple as dyslexia, which is not simple. It's very complicated. But just, you know, th this new project or this new uh, clinic is going to be able to handle all of those things. And so uh, it's just a, a fantastic group and a fantastic deal. And, and then in the year and a half, I mean, getting to go, if you go to the clinic, you're going to be in because you're seeing the miracles and the different great things that are happening with it. So uh, it's easy sell, and, and it's easy for me to, to, to put my work or put my name into it and to work to, to raise the funds for this clinic and also to continue to where there is no waiting list. We're able to handle as many kids as we possibly can with this new clinic. Eric, how soon after development of No Stone Unturned did you realize how quickly this was going to grow? You know, uh, we came back every year, and it just continued to grow. More and more people got involved. And, you know, us former players, we have so much gratitude for what Coach Snyder taught us, all the traits, all the, all the and, you know, the characteristics, things that he wanted us to do, be a part of something, give back, you know, give back to the community. And we just we want to give back to this community. And then the next thing you know, we have a bunch of people wanting to get involved, and then we – start outgrowing our current medical center, and then we realize there's a need, and then you start hearing the stories about all these kids getting therapies and getting help. Talking about young men that come in when they're six years old and they can't even talk, and when they're 16, they're playing baseball, and they're like a normal kid. But, you know, he obviously went through no stone. That's just one example, but it's about giving back, and we have so many great people here in Manhattan, Kansas, that have jumped on board, Mike's been a five star. You know, in recruiting, you get a five star. Uh, we 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 signed him up. We get, he's our five star, and uh, I might be the heaviest five star. Uh, five foot. He's pretty ten five star. He's pretty yeah. strong for a five star. I can tell you that. But you know, it's a great team, and it's a bunch of great people that are committed to Manhattan and making this a better place. Well, certainly, when it comes to recruiting or you know raising funds for a good cause, got a pretty good recruiter right here in Mike Clark to get that done for you. Uh, with No Stone Unturned in the 15th annual Wildcats for No Stone Unturned, still doing the golfing thing Friday, Saturday? Yes, we'll golf on Friday. Friday night we'll have our gala over there at the Hilton. And then Saturday we'll golf again. All the teams are sold out. We've got a bunch of players back, a bunch of great items uh, that you can get online and take a look at. We've got everything from trips to Italy. You can go to Montana. You can go to the Country Music Awards. I mean, you name wow. it. You can go see LeBron James play and sit in a suite. Follow me if you want to see the Clippers. I mean, you, you get online there and look at some of the things that people have stepped up and contributed to us to make this thing go. Uh, it's uh, humbling. You know, today was a humbling day for me. Well, I've already been looking at the list of things up for the auction. Um, that'll be a part of the gala, of course, and some of the things that are already uh, up for grabs in the auction I've been after a little bit. There, I saw a, a game-worn football helmet from the Tulane game with the pennant Willie decal on there. I'm after that one, and then I saw there's a Chiefs uh, Super Bowl clock that's made out of a whiskey barrel That's pretty uh, neat. that I really want <laughs> as well. I think that'd look good in my dad's man cave. I got to ask you a golf question real quick since we brought up the subject. So I had heard on a previous podcast that Nick Saban is – he takes his tee times extremely seriously. 
Have you have you ran into any Nick Saban got to get to a tee time situation yet? I have not, but I'm not a golfer, so you know when he goes and golfs, he's with a different crew of guys, uh, and he's he's about, he, I can tell you this, he, he'll be on time. Like every day, we have a 7:30 staff meeting. You can take that to the bank. Like he's going to be on time, and uh, he'll find a way to get there. So there was no. Him getting everybody out of the uh, meeting and then rushing to oh. vans to get to a plane or anything. I've heard those stories. Well, I mean, I, kn- I know he has access to planes yeah. and he has access to a lot of things. So nothing would surprise me. Coach Clark, how's, uh, I know you can swing a bat, but how's your golf game? Terrible. <laughs> I'm a 19 handicap and going the wrong way. But I love playing golf, and I look forward to playing a lot of golf now in retirement. So, it'll it, 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 and particularly you know with this tomorrow and, and Saturday, being able to see so many of the football alumni and so many people that are you know here in the in in Manhattan or from Manhattan and moved on that come back and 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 have been a part of this organization, you know it you know we're going to have fun. I mean we'll always have fun. But it's so for, for such a great cause. So I mean, uh, I, I like the I like catbacker tournaments. I like the no stone unturned. It's a great cause. It's helping you know kids. It's helping athletes. It's in this situation helping kids. And and uh, that that's what you're out with nature, and you're with great people, and maybe an adult beverage. It's awesome. <laughs> and you mentioned the gala on Saturday night with the auction as well. Um, I, I do have. Since you're here, Eric, we got to talk about the Sugar Bowl. Um, man, what was that? What forty-five twenty? Man, what a performance by you guys after the after that first quarter. But I actually want to ask you about like with you know the the guys that you maybe weren't expecting to come back that did. Did it surprise you? The guys like Bryce Young were going to come back and play in that game. Well, I think uh, first of all, Bryce Young, Will Anderson coming back tells you a little bit about Nick Saban. And what those players think of them. Secondly, tells you a little bit about their character. I mean, how many top quarterbacks didn't play in their bowl games? Bryce went first. Will went third. I mean, those guys didn't have to play in that game. But that tells NFL teams a little bit about them as far as not being selfish, talking about a team guy. I mean, I know they have the insurance, you know, all those uh, claims, but at the end of the day, they stepped up for us. And that was a, that was a difficult day for me. <laughs> I, I can tell you, I was up at 1.30 in the morning, and I did not go back to bed. I didn't want to play that game. Uh, this is a special place to me. You know, a lot of my former teammates, we put a lot of work into this place to get it to where it is, and uh, it, it was it was not an enjoyable experience. As soon as we drew that game, I was like, man, I, I did not want to play those guys. You know, because I love K State, and I know what they're all about, and I know it's been established a long time ago. When you play Kansas State. You're going to be in for a dogfight, and they're tough. And don't don't kid yourself. Kansas State came out playing now. They came out playing. Boy, what an exciting environment it was, especially in the first half. Cats go up 10 nothing, and then you know Alabama goes on that run. But, yeah, I, I mean, as a K-State fan, couldn't be more excited to play a team like Alabama. I think, you know, just the brand that Alabama is, Nick Saban, the head coach, is like it's not every day that K-State's going to get that opportunity to play Alabama. And to have that opportunity was an absolute honor uh, to play with the Crimson Tide, you're going to be returning uh, with the uh, with Alabama this upcoming season. Oh yeah, definitely. We uh, hopefully will handle our business. Uh, 
you know, you got to take things one game at a time. We should have a good football team. We got to figure out our quarterback situation. That's the biggest question mark right now. But uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of guys around him, and as long as he takes care of the football as a quarterback, if you take care of the football and get it to the right people, you're going to be all right. Pretty big chip on your guy's shoulder about not getting into the college football playoff last year? No, no doubt. I mean, uh, and I think that's something we wanted to prove, too, in the bowl game is we wanted to come out and play and show that we should have been in it. And I, and I get it. We lost two games late in the game, last play of the game, all that stuff. But, uh, I mean, heck, K-State should have been in it. I mean, K-State, I mean, you look at what, what TCU, I mean, look at – they didn't – Georgia man, manhandled them. You know, K-State was a better team than TCU. So, you know, hopefully with this expansion, there will be more teams in. How much do you look forward to the fact that the field does expand and grow now? I think it's great for college football. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that get left out. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kansas State was a good football team, you know. I mean, mean, when you expand expand the playoffs, are they going to get in? You know, they won the Big 12. I mean, let's call it the way it is. They won the Big 12. You, in fact, but yet, TC, but yet TCU goes. Yeah, right. right. And and yeah, and and based on eyeballs, based on computer models, all of the various things. When you're limited to four, it's so selective, yep. and this opens it up. You saw it though at the FCS level as well. That even there, picking a playoff field is is a challenge, but it definitely is a different beast when you're putting that together. No doubt, it's brutal. Coach Clark, I want to ask you about uh, retirement. It was actually not too long ago, so Brian Smoller put out a video along with K-State about honoring you. Uh, now that you've decided to step away from K-State, uh, how's retirement going? Uh, it's going great. Um, been been with the grandkids for two week last two weeks, and that's been fun. Uh, looking forward to uh, relaxing, playing some golf, uh, traveling, and then football season. So uh, I'm anxious to see. One of the things, not going to all of the Catbacker events, I haven't seen all the people. And yeah. every Catbacker event, I've got friends. I mean, I, 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 I started with donors, and then they all became friends. So I'm looking forward to walking the parking lot and shaking hands and, and, and seeing everybody. I mean, you know, when I came here as a baseball coach in 86 – uh, I, first of all, I ran the parking lot. I was I was part of my contract as football parking lot supervisor. <laughs> that's a true story. No, that's yeah. a true story. Wow. First two years, I didn't ask which one paid more. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was gravel. There were railroad ties. You know, we had <laughs> Nebraska game. It was full of Nebraska people and all that stuff. And you know where we're at now. I mean, I. I just sit there and marvel at it, and I want to sit back and enjoy it and, and see the people. Uh, the people that I've met, whether I was coaching, have grown into this big family of K-Staters that, uh, uh, you know, I'll have east side one day and west side the other day and, and stuff like that. And just I do, I do look forward to watching the game, though, and rather than getting a telephone call or a text and somebody's left their tickets and, Goodland or someplace. <laughs> now I'm running around the stadium trying to get them in the field. So. You, you, you mean you may actually get to watch a game? I, I am hoping I can watch the game. <laughs> that, that's my that's my uh, that's my hope and 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 to enjoy and 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 just uh, uh, it's it's been such a great experience and such a I mean I, I can't believe we are where we are but we are thank God 
and we're in a Power Five conference, mm-hmm. and we got a chance to win championships. And our facilities are as good as anybody's. They're not as big, but they're as good. So I, I chuckling as you mentioned the gravel parking lots and the railroad ties, and I think of the old Ahern bleachers sitting out around Frank Myers Field when you first started here. Yeah, that that was part part of being a baseball player was you had to, little construction because yes, we took the Ahern bleachers and. Since we didn't have anything but aluminum, one aluminum bleacher, we built a little stadium around that. And guys understood Rustoleum paint and mittens and dipping it and <laughs> doing the pipes. Uh, it's A, B, C, D, A, A, it goes together, and B, B goes together. So they can handle Ikea stuff at this point. I, I, I don't know whether they were rector set people or whatever, but they came out and they did a, they did a nice job. Now we held our breath. Sure. For like eight seasons that we played on that, hoping that something didn't happen. But uh, no, I, I, I am very blessed uh, to have uh, the friends that I had and the experiences I've had and the players that have played for me. And now the friends that I've had that have uh, helped Kansas State get to where we are today. So with retirement, you're completely done? No more K-State HGTV calling no, games with Brian? I'm, I'm still going to call games okay. with Brian. No, awesome. I walked in and I said, there's two things that I want. I said, then that's continue to do baseball for for uh, K State HD and ESPN Plus, and then I want to be able to get back our groups. There's some of those groups. I mean, I remember going out with Stoops and and I was trying to think Levitt to Colby, Kansas, to a catbacker deal when I was a baseball coach and had the best time. I mean, we had a great time and it was awesome. But I, that had to have been 87, 88, 89, something like that. Well, no, they came in 89, so it had been 89, 90, yeah. 91. And, and so, I mean, driving out there was hilarious. <laughs> driving back might have been even more hilarious. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but those different experiences that we had, you know, I want to continue to do that. The Colby and, I mean, I, ha- I, I haven't missed a, a Seneca catbacker mm-hmm. event. I've only missed one at Marysville in 30-some years. Wow. So you want to keep those friends, and, and I'll, I'll continue to do that. Other than that, it's my option. <laughs> does does being around the personality like a drum tang remind you of anybody from back in the day that you used to travel with? Jerome Tang is a different. Or like He's, a Pete Hughes? Uh, I, I, everybody's a unique individual. I, I mean, I, I'm you know, what Coach Snyder did, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, it speaks for itself, it, it, all that stuff. I never thought I'd see somebody change a culture as fast as Jerome, as Coach Tang did. I mean, he changed those students like that. And, it, you know, we all know what the cheer was and, and, and stuff, but not just that, just the way they cheered, the way they did things, uh, the way he talked after a loss, the way he talked in before. I, I, he, he is at a point that probably the elite coaches like Saban and that, as far as understanding the, the kids and stuff, Coach Snyder was the same way, different, and they're all different individuals. They all have their own way, but they have a way of connecting with those kids and really motivating them, and, and kids love to play for them. And that, that's the key. When, when, when they'll go out there and they'll put their blood, sweat, and tears for the coach and for the program and that stuff, and that's what Coach Tang did, and, and tremendous. I love Bruce. Love Bruce. Same way. He was a great coach, did awesome things for two conference championships. You know, we hadn't had a conference championship since the 80s. I mean, 
fantastic. But every coach has a different thing. The way Coach Tang did it was totally different than any coach I've ever seen, and to do it that quick was unbelievable. Talking No Stone Unturned, 15th annual Wildcats for No Stone Unturned with current uh, offensive line coach for Alabama, Eric Wolford, and, for, of course, former player here at K-State and uh, former K-State baseball coach, Mike Clark in studio. Um, coach Clark, I, I do got one more question for you, and that is about uh, – I would love to get your opinion on what you think about Gene Taylor and the work that he's done, especially I – mean, it feels like people are raving so loudly about his work right now. That is what, what he's done with the coaches and facilities and the, and the further progress of K-State. Uh, name another athletic director that has done a better job in the nation. You can't, you can't do it. Whether it be hiring coaches, making decisions on buildings and fundraising, or uh, hiring, I mean, he's just—he's been awesome. I, I loved working with him. I've been—I <laughs> had nine athletic directors in 37 years. Some of them kind of quick, <laughs> and, uh, and others uh, for a longer period of time. But all of them had certain traits that that did positive things for Kansas State, whether they were here for nine months or whether they were here for years and 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 all of them but but gene he he understands probably as good as anybody what our culture is what kansas state is and and how he can hire the right people do the right things what's too much what's not enough and then on the other side of it kind of push the envelope a little bit to open it up to where hopefully more situations for our student-athletes to expand off the field, not just on the field, but off the field. Uh, I, I really appreciate what he does academically, what he does, uh, you know, getting the student-athletes pre- prepared to go out and be successful in the world, whether it be in professional sports, which not big percentage of us are. You know, those are the elites, you know, the best of the best but also in the business world or after they're done playing pro ball. So he's, uh, I, you know, he's done, we've, we've had great athletic directors uh, right now in the nation. You know, there's a lot of programs out there and a lot of schools out there that are scratching their heads right now trying to figure out some things and having some problems, stuff like that, knock on wood. Hopefully K-State doesn't have that, but he's done a tremendous job coming in, you know, behind John, who did a tremendous job also with the fundraising and everything he did. So we've been very fortunate, got a good run. One of the keys is that president administration <laughs> yeah. and allowing the athletic department. Weefold and Kraus were really, really big as far as getting things turned around. When I came here, it was Weefold's first year, and, uh, just, you know, we were 12,000 students, and, you know, athletics was you know, on life support, more or less, and look at us now. Wow. We're all proud. You know, and you'll see that this weekend. These the, the the football players will come back and the athletes will come back and the people you know everybody will come back and you know if they drive around campus and they drive around the athletic department we have we have people every day that I see my baseball guys will come back after five years and they go what what happened to the stadium you know we got a new one well, yeah. Yeah, this is all you know it it has been an amazing turnaround but it had to happen if we were going to stay power five and like I said Gene Taylor. You know he's he's the best. I dare you to find a Wildcat out there that isn't impressed and is not completely in love with what K State has right now and what they're doing to 
you know, progress the future and what we're going to have here in Manhattan, Kansas. Coach Wolf, I do got a couple more questions for you, then I'll let you guys get out of here. But uh, one more on the Sugar Bowl real quick. I would have loved a lot of oppo- asked opposing coaches, what was the game plan against Felix and Udike Uzama in that 3-3 defense, especially him who turned out to be a first-round draft pick? You better know where he is. I can tell you that. Uh, he, he did an unbelievable job of playing blocks, understanding what you were trying to do. And you got to give Kansas State a lot of credit. Uh, you know, they've kind of evolved defensively from when Coach Kleiman was at North Dakota State. They were more of a four down front. And then I think playing Iowa State in this, in this league and seeing the problems that they create, they've kind of evolved to more of that 3 3 5 defense there. And it's not something that you just roll out there in one week and get prepared for. You know, when you look at it, you have to understand that defense, and you better get a hat on that middle safety guy. But uh, I thought he was a heck of a player. Heck of a player. My last question is is going back to your playing days here at K-State. I believe you had some overlap with Russ Campbell. Yeah. Is that right? He used to play tight end. And we, we, we actually talked a lot about tight ends this week on the show, and he came up as being one of the best that K-State has ever had, if you look at the numbers. But also one of our co-hosts said he used to be like, you might have to back this up, but when he played, he would just stand there at the line of scrimmage with hands on hips. That was, that was a, a Bill Snyder and, and Iowa thing that he brought with him from Iowa so they could see the coverage pre-snap. But that's that's pretty much how they played. It was, it was different. So would he call out what he saw then? Well, I think he ran routes based on coverage. Gotcha. Follow me? So yeah. that, that helped. We ran a lot of get-open schemes, and that's why guys like Russ and Michael Smith, I mean, like they, they made a killing doing that on get-open schemes mm-hmm. based on coverage. Well, once again, it's great to have you back in studio. And Mike Clark, great to talk to you again. Uh, again, No Stone Unturned this weekend here in Manhattan, 15th annual Wildcats for No Stone Unturned. Let's once again just cover those details on if anybody has any questions or if they want to donate, get involved with the auction, about where they can go and get involved. Well, you can go to nsuf.org, and you can get on there. You can see all the auction items. Uh, some of the silent bids are already going to be open for to start bidding on. The live auction items will obviously come Friday night, and uh, you know there, there's something on there for everybody uh, that's appealing. It's genuine. It's unique, and it's going for a good cause. Uh, we're we're all trying to make a difference. You're a part of it. Everyone here is a part of it. We're all trying to make a difference here in Manhattan. Give back to this community. It's a great place. K State people, they're the best in the world, and we're just trying to make it better. By the way, I also saw in that auction, you have a signed Miami Dolphins Skylar Thompson helmet. Yes. I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of those anywhere else then. <laughs> There's no stun unturned auction. You're exactly right. So go get involved. Go donate. Go get a part of this auction. Eric Wolford and Mike Clark, thank you guys for your time. Thank you. We appreciate you. you, Mitch. Thank you. Eric Wolford and uh, Mike Clark with no stun unturned. We'll take a break. More of the game next. Well, we continue with Hour 2 of the game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, and Travion Berkland. Once again, thanks to No Stone Unturned, co-founder Eric Wolford, and um, also former K-State baseball coach Mike Clark in studio. Mike Clark is a storyteller. Oh, no, no doubt. I love hearing him talk. You know, I w- we did a couple of broadcasts with, you- with each other on the road in Omaha, and I can tell that this guy... Just Also, when he was talking about uh, Ernie Barrett, when he passed mm-hmm. away, like the stories, like... He's been around K-State for a very long time without really inter- any interruptions. Correct. Been around the complete growth that we've seen from K-State since the 80s until now. 
That's a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that have come through to be a part of that growth. Not very many people have been around for the whole thing. Right. So he's seen some things. But it's also telling when you talk with former players like Eric and they talk about what they're seeing in terms of the growth of things like the Shamrock uh, practice facility and the building of those types of things and how impressed they continue to be at the growth that is occurring with this athletic department. Once again, No Stone Unturned and their 15th annual Wildcats for No Stone Unturned is tomorrow and Saturday. The golfing is tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, Wildcat Classic Golf Scramble at the Manhattan Country Club. Uh, That is actually all sold out. The gala is going to be tomorrow night beginning at 6 o'clock. That also has an auction. You can go bid on that auction online. Go to nostoneunturned.org. They've had a Harley there each of the last two years. So I'm curious to see if they held that string up. I have not been through the full list of what's up for the auction. Um, I've just kind of glanced, because there's multiple pages of it. Yes. And I've just gone through the first page. So I don't know. But I've seen like they have like vacation opportunities, opportunities to hang out with people from K-State and do certain activities there. Just depends on who you want to hang out with and what kind of activities you want to take part in. Something that Eric mentioned uh, regarding, you know, when you see these kids coming in, and the the growth of even what they've been able to accomplish with the groundbreaking for this new facility today. And uh, it it is amazing to be in the room and you hear the stories. There are interviews that are done uh, with families for this event tomorrow night, pre-taped, and then the families speak themselves. And it is a tremendous piece of what takes place tomorrow evening. And anyone uh, that participates definitely goes away uh, being being struck by how important this is for the community and how uh, important their donations are in terms of building and going forward with this entire project and what they're doing at No Stone Unturned. Now, I know this caught your attention when Coach Wolf brought this up and talked about you can go to the CMA Awards, yes. which is country music's biggest night yes. of the year. Mm-hmm. It's in Nashville. Uh, not joking, by the way. Four people, three nights stay, downtown Nashville. And by the way, you might just happen to run into a couple of your favorite country artists. <laughs> a value of $10,000. Uh-huh. And it's up for auction. Yes. I mean, this is an incredible. I'm just kind of screwing through some of the big stuff right now. It's impressive. You have a pool party at Jeff Mitty's house. Mm-hmm. I've been to his house. He's got a good pool. Mm-hmm. Good pool. Yeah, that, nice patio. That was on last year. I'm sure Actually, came at a, at a at a pretty good discount. I think for someone, they joked about it. But I'm not going to lie. I do. I have my eyes on um, the K State helmet, the white helmet yes. with the K State. It's the uh, Willie Pinnett yes. logo on the right side. Left side is the number. I'm actually the uh, bid leader on that run right now. I'm just saying. I won't be in five minutes, but I can brag now. (laughs) After I've talked about it and I'm promoting it, somebody's going to go take my bid away. But I can brag for right now that I'm the lead bid. Sure. Uh, All right, let's take a break. When we come back, going to finish up our show here very soon with we got number one song of the day. After these words. All right, Travion, the floor is yours. If you can do something mischievous without anybody finding out, what would it be? Ooh, mischief. 
I don't know. I don't know if I have the cojones to do anything like that anymore. Even if I couldn't get caught. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get caught. Rob a bank. It doesn't have to be like something on a grand scale like that. It can be something more minor. Well, I mean, if I if I'm not going to get caught, you go you go pretty big, I would think. I mean, if there's no risk of being charged with a crime, yeah. Purple pain in the fountains at KU. I'm gonna work on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on my uh, <laughs> cracking at safe skills. Oh, there you go. See, I, here I am. I'm thinking, you know, along the lines of the simplistic things like, you know, hacking off Metallica and firing up Napster again. I once uh, toilet paper. Pirating. Pirating. Oh. On the last day I mean, Napster's still around. They, they're yeah, a streaming I know. service now. I know. I used to. Uh, I had LimeWire, though. I never used Napster. I, I never once even got on it. Yeah, it probably was on its dying, dying path. When you started in, Traviana, you old enough to know about LimeWire, yeah, FrostWire? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My sister used it pretty religiously when she was in high school, and she would make me mixtapes and well, stuff. Well, th- by the time it died out, then you were probably pretty young, though. I mean, I hopped onto the torrent train like mm. right after it, because like LimeWire was like mid two thousands or whatever, but then torrents were a big thing. You know, going to PirateBay.com and. Downloading everything at your disposal. Oh, I remember Pirate Bay. Yeah. But using LimeWire, and I remember when that stuff all got shut down. Mm-hmm. If you still had it on your computer, like, it destroyed your computer. Yeah, yeah. I ruined a couple of my mom's laptops just from downloading so much music <laughs> oh, yeah. and movies and stuff. I remember right, our family didn't even have a computer with internet until I was in high school. And this, you're talking about 2007, 2006. And of course... Got my hands on the internet. Let's download stuff illegally. It was not if two or three years later. You fried the computer. Do you have Done. the Do you have the modem that uh, sounded like robots shouting at each other? No, the old fifty six k. I know what that was like. Oh but my it was God. it was a little too past that time. All right, we got to go. We got to split. Banana. This guy trying to be the funny one. Make like a tree and leave. Make like a tree and get out of here. More like it. For Trey, Trey, and Mitch, go Cats!